Welcome into the State Champs Scoreboard Review Show. My name is Jeff Dulac. As many of you know, the State Champs Scoreboard airs every Friday night on 97.1 The Ticket and throughout the state of Michigan as Lauren Plant, Tom Markowski, Scott Bernstein, and myself recap the week that was in high school football, starting with week one this past Friday. And on Friday's show, Lauren, Tom, Scott, and myself, we started off with introducing ourselves, followed by breaking down kind of the high school football landscape in 2017 for Divisions 1 through 4. What is going on, everybody? It is another season of the State Champs scoreboard here on 97 won the ticket and now live all over the state of Michigan. So welcome, everybody. If you're tuning in to hear some preseason Lions chatter or some more Tigers despair, it's not here. We're talking high school football for the next 90 minutes here. Uh, we're going to do it all 15 weeks of the season. So welcome to the scoreboard. Uh, my name is Lauren Plants. I want to welcome all of those who might be watching on Facebook Live. And uh, we are here to, again, talk high school football. It's week one of the season, and we've got a couple of guys who are going to be shuffling in the studio here in just a minute who will be joining us. There's four of us here in the studio tonight, but uh, I'll introduce myself and we'll introduce the team as uh, some of you uh, who may be listening have not heard of us before. So let me uh, tell you that my name is Lauren Plant. I'm the executive producer and host uh, State Champs and State Champs Extra Point. Those are two television shows you'll be able to catch this weekend and every weekend throughout the football season and even beyond. Uh, it is high school sports that we do. I've been doing this for 15 years. In fact, gentlemen, and we'll go around the table and introduce today, this date in State Champs history is the first day of the very first episode of State Champs. And if anybody yeah. wants a, a copy of that, I'll email it to them. Yeah, exactly. I believe that we shared it on our State Champs Facebook yeah. page. So you can see Tom and his glowing youth. And uh, it was my first story on that show. Fred McLeod was the host back then, but uh, it's a nice uh, little trip down memory lane. I never had a glowing youth. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was so glowing. It was out of the stratosphere. All right, so let's get everybody uh, caught up with who we are. So you know me. Uh, Tom is to my left. He is Tom Markowski. Tom, just tell a little bit about your, your history and uh, uh, your experience in high school sports. Well, I started in 1978 working as a... Uh, Stringer at the Detroit News answering phones, gathering information, and uh, lo and behold, it's 2017. Um, I left the Detroit News in 2014, became full-time here with State Champs, who I've been with really for 15 years. And just going over some my radio uh, history, right. this is my 20th year being on the radio. So. Yeah. Matt Brady, I believe, was my first host. Oh, I was in college. <laughs> yes. and, and then Sean Belegian, who I just we saw today in the yep. studio, and Sean's still a good friend. And then there was Eric Pate, now Lauren Plant. That's right, Lauren Plant for the last eight years. We've been doing it since, uh, well, seven years, 2010. It'll be eight coming up in 2018. Sure. So, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. This is our second year on 97.1. And, again, this is uh, another new experience for us as we are picking up uh, affiliates all over the state. So welcome to all of you. Scott Bernstein is directly across from me. And, Scott, introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, hey, Scott Bernstein here uh, from the Oakland Press and StateChampsNetwork.com. Um, I grew up in this area following uh, playing and following uh, local prep sports from about the late 80s uh, into when I got into the profession and about 10 years ago and uh, started working at the Oakland Press in 2007. I'd worked a little bit at the Free Press for about 30 seconds in 2006. <laughs> and uh, I've been the, uh, the main uh, one of the main Oakland uh, Press uh, prep sports guys, recruiting gurus. 
That's um, right. Co- little college, uh, little college sports, little little true crime action on the front say, page. He is also the Cosa Nostra <laughs> consigliere. Yeah, and uh, then I started working for state champs probably earlier in the decade, maybe when you guys got this thing started back eleven or twelve, maybe thirteen. Yeah. Been on the radio, yep. uh, on and off with both Tom and Lauren, and uh, just really love what I do. I love uh, love state champs, love uh, high school sports, love. Uh, hyping up and 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 helping kids, uh, you know, young kids, teenage kids, get to the next level. And, and don't forget read your blogs on state right. Champs. And I got my blog on state champs, which is uh, Bernie's Bites, uh, which I moved over from uh, the Oakland Press to state champs about two years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, cover the whole state. Uh, a lot of it's uh, recruiting, which has kind of become an industry in its own. Yes. And uh, you know, one of you know probably my favorite thing to do is to see kids that I met at fourteen, fifteen. Um, and now get to turn my television on on, on Saturdays, sometimes on Sundays. And watch these kids perform. Um, seeing guys like Allen Robinson and Devin Funches, and now uh, in college guys like Christian Jackson, just really uh, David Harris tonight. Yeah, was exactly. the Patriots. So, so yeah. just stuff like that is uh, it really warms the heart. Yeah, it's good stuff. And uh, to my right, uh, the Deuce, Jeff Dulac. Uh, Jeff's been with us for a, a few years now. Jeff, tell us about yourself. I'm Jeff Dulac. You know, um, I this is my third year with state champs. I got my start uh, closing on ten years ago at the Oakland Press, and. Uh, Came over to state champs three years ago and do a bunch of writing covering all all sorts of high school sports and um, I also do a lot of social media as well. Jeff and I actually met at oh, an Allen kind of, Robinson game. That's right. So <laughs> Allen Robinson st- when you started at uh, Oakland Press was it was Scott at the Oakland Press at that yeah yeah I kind of okay. I kind of mentored Jeff into okay. the business. Scott uh, took me under his wing and uh, <laughs> okay. that game Robinson um, Robert Bolden Robert Ernest Bolden Thomas, the quarter yeah a, a lot of, started, a lot of uh, St Mary's team. But Allen Robinson is the one that's uh, getting oh, the yeah. payday on Sunday yeah, and, yeah. and I, I have a feeling that his paydays are only going to get bigger and bigger. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, we did a top twenty five running backs in the last twenty five years a few weeks back on state champs you can catch it at our website right now if you miss it or our state champs page and so many guys just in the past 25 years and just talking running backs that are now making their name on oh, Sunday absolutely. Absolutely. Mark Ingram Thomas Rawls Jeremy Langford just to name a few and then you got a com- couple coming you know a couple years like Mike Weber absolutely it's funny sometimes when you see these kids in one sport like I saw Jeremy Langford the first time I saw him was on the basketball floor right, <laughs> right. yeah same with Devin, Devin Funches I covered his right. first varsity basketball game and it was before he ever played a snap on varsity football now he's uh, one of Cam Newton's favorite targets for the Carolina Panthers. Well, we want to welcome all of you to the scoreboard. Like I said, we'll be here 15 weeks all the way through the state finals, breaking it down, giving you scores, giving you reaction, uh, talking, recruiting, all that good stuff. Uh, One thing we like to do at the top of the show is introduce our Twitter poll question of the night. At State Champs Net is the handle. So go to Twitter, go there and vote in our poll. Jeff, what is the question tonight? All right. Tonight's poll question uh, has to do with uh, some defending state champions. We went through divisions one through four. So, which of these defending state champions has the best chance of repeating this fall? Uh, Cast Tech in Division One, Detroit King in Division Two, Orchard Lake St. Mary's in Division Three, and Grand Rapids Catholic Central in Division Four. Uh, vote for vote in the poll at State Champs Net on Twitter and let us know what you think. Well, since we're throwing it out there, you got a prediction? Catholic Central, Grand Rapids. Yeah, I think they're they're better than they were last year. I'm just looking at a score now on uh, the website. They defeated Country Day. Uh, 20 to 7, but I, before the season, I thought they were going to be the team to beat in Division 4. And the reason I don't say Castec, even though I had them number one, I really think, and I've written that before and I said it before, that if you're going to get Castec, you better get them this year because you're not going to get them next year. I like right. King. Uh, King mm. might be that mm-hmm. team, too. I, I the think, way Lowell played they, tonight. Yes. Ooh, I, I kind of look past them um, 
But last they year. do have a lot back yeah. from yeah. last year. They have no, a they lot do. of good I know, skill I know, players. I know what happened. I'm, I'm just... Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And, no, and, it's good. Yeah. It's good you're stirring it up. And Daquan Finn coming back yeah. at quarterback's a big deal. And I'm a, I'm really big on on two of their underclassmen, Rashawn Williams at wide receiver, who's a sophomore, who's already got a bunch of Big Ten offers, yep. and uh, Marvin uh, Grant, who's uh, a safety, who's uh, you know they also got, has a bunch of... They have uh, some good skill kids, and their line isn't bad, too. Linebackers are solid, but they still have to replace some parts. But it's tough. I think St. Mary's might be behind the eight ball there, but... Especially they Muskegon. Just, they're just a little small up front, n- smaller than normal. And Talking uh, about offensive line or defense? On the, uh, oh, okay. both, both, actually. <laughs> and uh, they obviously lost a ton. I'm talking about St. Mary's here, uh, mm-hmm. defending three-time defending Division three uh, state champs. Uh, they all they obviously lost a lot on defense when you're losing Josh Ross Nine and Dwayne Chapman and Richie Bone. A lot of kids that were going to Sherman Dabney, a lot of kids that were going to the next level. I think it'll take them a while to get their stride. Yeah, and then they lost a, a, a lot of their uh, skill position playmakers. So they got a great quarterback. Uh, and Caden Priestcorn. They have a great running back in Rayshon Allen. They have a great, what I call an H-back, like half fullback, half tight end in Kyron Cunningham. Now, after that, They have the, one of the best thin. kickers in the state, too. Right, and fee. Right. Uh, but after that, it gets thin. They need to, uh, to you know, uh, be able to fill in some of these wide receivers. But not only that, what, what is the hallmark of St. Mary's throughout the years, though? Well, offensive and defensive yeah, lines. Right? Right at the point of attack. Right. If they have trouble there developing them, and I think as a team, they'll struggle. And they do not have the all-everything linebacker Josh right, Ross right. back That's there true. cleaning it up. Or, Dwayne, or the Dwayne the Dog Chapman or, yeah, you know, like, right. you know, Richie Bones and Sherman Dabney. They had so many studs last year on that defense. I'll go all on right. a limb and say I'll, I'll take Cast Tech as being that team that's got the best chance to repeat. Yeah. It's a real limb. I think yeah, it's, it's, it's a real it's limb a you're climbing there. No, it's a strong branch. I think, branch I think Division One is pretty loaded, and that's another reason why I think Cast Tech will football have Football is just really – we're. <laughs> It is football in the state of Michigan for 2017, and I'll go as far to say in 2018 and 2019. These these three classes, this senior, junior, sophomore class, this is a real, uh, I dare say, renaissance in, 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 in prep football in the state of Michigan right now. I mean, just very, very power-packed classes. I, I think the depth to me is yeah. what I, uh, I'm impressed with. I'm just, uh, and it's a little bit different than maybe it was 20 years ago. A lot of these kids are all gravitating to the same spot. So you have these kind of power teams kind mm-hmm. of mirroring what you see with, with uh, pro ball uh, in the NBA now and a little bit what you see with, uh, you know, college programs that just stockpile. But uh, it might not be uh, uh, as diversified as spread across the state, but for, for pound for pound, the talent that we have in the state right now, it, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, a real rare era. And on Friday's show, we were joined by Scout.com's Alan True to talk some high school football recruiting, starting off with a couple of wide receivers from West Bloomfield who are headed to Wisconsin, uh, as well as a quarterback from Oak Park who's starting to gain national attention and a linebacker from West Bloomfield who is really starting to rise up the recruiting ranks. And right now, and always right around the midnight hour, we want to bring in our man who resides out on the west side. He was out here this weekend. He is the guy when it comes to recruiting in the region. His name is Alan True, and he represents Scout.com. You can also catch his recruit report every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on State Champs Extra Point. Alan, what's going on? Hey there, bud. Hey. Hey. The Godfather speaks. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, going well, guys. Good to be on again. And glad that we're talking about high school football once again. No doubt. It seems like it takes forever, right? Once it gets there, although with the camps and everything that goes on all in the offseason, you're always busy. Yeah, Alan's 24 7, man. You get tired. You get tired <laughs> of watching camps, though. It's good to see real football. No uh-huh. doubt about it. So you don't like those underwear Olympics that happen during the summer? <laughs> <laughs> He's right. got to be at every one. Entirely different conversation there once you start 
calling it the underwear Olympics. <laughs> yeah. Well, what we do want to talk about, of course, is some of the hot prospects, the hot names, uh, what's happening in recruiting in and around the state. We got four guys uh, we'll kind of uh, throw at you, and uh, you could tell us what's happening with them. Uh, we saw a couple of them yesterday. We'll start there, and we'll start with uh, Wes Bloomfield and a couple of their receivers that uh, I believe already have offers and uh, I believe in, in some cases have already accepted uh, to where they will play their college football. We'll start first with Taj Mustafa. Yeah, Taj is committed to Wisconsin currently. Uh, could have gone to a lot of places, though. Had an Iowa offer, had an offer from Michigan State and uh, and Purdue and Minnesota, a couple other schools that chose to go to Wisconsin. I think he's a really, really good football player, a, a strong kid, physical, made a couple nice plays yesterday. Um, you know, I think everything's solid with, with, with Wisconsin right now. I know Michigan State and some other schools aren't giving up, and there may be some other schools that try to come in as well, but everything sounds like he's pretty locked up to the Badgers at the moment. And the Badgers are hitting the state of Michigan Man, they're hard coming right hard. Now. They have five big-time commits from the class of 18. Yeah. You, why you why know, so, Scotty Alan? Nelson, I think, uh, Scotty Nelson was the one that started it. Right. Last year. Prior to that, they hadn't really done yep. Scotty committed. Reggie Pearson committed really early, and I think those guys really – kind of set the tone for the rest of the class is it just one of those rarities that you know wisconsin saw these kids at camp and you know boom 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 they take them or is there other michigan connections there you know they did a good job of getting these guys on campus and you know what actually when they got in on reggie pearson it was because he was riding up to campus with jalen kelly powell okay and with ambry thomas those right guys, those guys were up there and you know it doesn't help that there are several major or it doesn't hurt that there are several major camps in chicago so when those kids were already uh, over in Illinois for Nike camps. It was a pretty easy trip to buzz up to Madison. Sure. How about the guy who lines up on the other side of the field, A.J. Abbott? Well, I think him and Taj, you know, complement each other really well at the high school level, and they're going to complement each other really well in college, too, because Taj, you can move around the formation. I think A.J. is your classic outside receiver. Really, really good athlete. I'm not sure people uh, who saw him at Northville last year really understood how good of an athlete he was. I know schools didn't because it took them until the summer, for them to offer and unlike Taj, Taj kind of picked it up in the winter and the spring AJ was like you blinked one week in the summer and he had four or five big 10 offers so he's going to go to Wisconsin with Taj there's still talk um, like Taj there's some other schools maybe even Ohio State and schools like that will come after him because he's a kid who I don't want to say he himself is a late bloomer he was just a guy who caught the eyes of schools late um, and Wisconsin was lucky to get him well, on the I, ground floor, had him at camp, and got him committed. Alan, would you say this is correct? I mean, I don't know. Uh, as you said, I don't think it, it's the kid's fault. I think part of it was the offense that he was in last year. Yeah, he had 900 yards <laughs> receiving and six touchdowns. That sounds weird saying that he wasn't featured enough, but the Northville offense is not the same as an offense you might get in the OAA. No, and I, you know, I think he may also have gotten a little bigger, a little stronger, a little faster. Um, I knew he was a good athlete, but when he timed – consistently in the four fours for those schools this summer that definitely raised some eyebrows so I, I think those uh that speed whether whether that was always there and we just missed it or he got faster i'm not sure what it was but that speed definitely had a big hand in him getting those off he was kind of hidden at, at Northville, even though we did put up good norm numbers i didn't realize how good he was until he kind was, of the off season he was good in that offense and then it just seemed like they, they didn't really air the ball out as nearly as much as what they're going to do at west bloomfield well, and you know, Wisconsin, he played varsity early, and Wisconsin signed David Mormon. So that helped uh, a few mm, years ago, true. and that helped yeah. them get in early with A.J. as well. Good Ooh, point. Throwing out those names. Right. All right, uh, another guy's getting a lot of hype out of Oak Park, Dwan Mathis. Yeah, he's uncommitted right now. Michigan State um, is uh, one of his top offers. I think you would consider, consider them the leader. He was at one point committed to Iowa State, but 
camped around with some SEC schools uh, this summer. I think uh, some of those schools are keeping him on the radar. Camped at Ohio State, I think that's an offer that would uh, definitely uh, sit high with him if the Buckeyes were to come in and offer. They have a 19 quarterback committed, I believe, but still uh, out there looking, and he had a good camp with them. So I'm excited to see him tomorrow. I thought he had a really good year last year. That was his first year as a starter. So um, excited to see the progression from sophomore year to junior year. And I thought you could see that a little bit at these camps this summer when he was picking up those offers that he had definitely continued to develop as a passer. Yeah, he's six one, dual threat. I'd say he's he, about no, he's about six five. Yeah, he's oh, a tall kid. He's, a big, he's guy. big. And my question for you, Alan, is he's kind of skinny. Does he think he needs to bulk right. up a little bit? Yeah, I do. Uh, and you know, you're not you're not maybe as concerned right now as sure. A he's only a junior. Um, yeah, but definitely. I, I mean, he he's similar. I think similarly built to what I would say like a Robert Bolden or Devin Gardner looked at looked like a little bit at the same age. Those guys may have been a little bigger, but. Um, yeah, that's definitely one part of the game he needs to continue to do is, is fill in. Hey, Alan, would you say um, would you say it's accurate if I tell everyone to, to start uh-huh. looking for the big combination at Oak Park the next two years to be Dewan Mathis to sophomore receiver Malik Carr? Yes, and and they're going to have other athletes, but Malik six six. Yeah, and for <laughs> and for some hands. from some local basketball yeah. fans around here, he's Peggy Evans's son, right? Right. Oh. I saw yeah, him at the hype camp. Basketball player himself. Yes. Yeah, I saw him at the hype camp, and somebody said, "Yeah, he's a sophomore." Yeah. He doesn't look like him a sophomore. and Dewan are both could be division or shouldn't be our division one basketball groups if they wanted to be. The nice thing for uh, Dewan Mathis this season is you look at him; he's got two big time offensive linemen in front of him. Yeah, Mark McCall, McCall and Justin, Justin Rogers. All right, Alan, let's wrap it up with another wide receiver. This one going to Minnesota from Detroit King Eric Gibson. Yeah, Eric was a guy where you know this year we don't we may, maybe we don't have a Donovan Peoples Jones. Right. We have several. We we're talking about all these guys. There's a, quite a good group of receivers here in the state. So you have another guy. Minnesota uh, had was familiar with Eric because they had recruited him a little bit at when Coach Fleck was at Western Michigan. So they jumped in before some other schools and and uh, offered him and committed. I know they're really really high on him. He's a kid who can go up and get the football. Had a good year last year at Redford Thurston. And then comes over here to King. So I think everybody's excited to see how he does against the, this competition level that he's going to see. And they, they start off with Cathedral from Indianapolis tomorrow. Right. But at um, the I, know Eric, I know Eric was a kid that um, a lot of schools wanted to see at camp this summer. A lot of Power Five schools wanted him to come to their camps. Minnesota got him committed before he was able to do that. And he kept his word, didn't go to those camps. And had he done that, I think you would have seen him with similar offer lists to Taj and AJ. But as it stands, he's going to be a gopher, and I think he's going to be a kid who does really, really well there. And one more before we let you go, Alan. I want you to talk about the outside linebacker, Lance Dixon, who was at West Bloomfield. And, uh, again, you know, this is one of those things that he is the It's, it's, the Jabril, next. it's Jabril Peppers 2.0, man. <laughs> That's a, you know, it's funny you say that because they, uh, they're running Michigan's defense over there at West Bloomfield. And shocking considering who the head coach is. Right. <laughs> yeah, of course. Right. But so he's playing Jabril Peppers' position, that yeah. Viper position. And, you know, I think you hear the word freak a lot when you talk about recruiting. Lance actually is though, you know, six foot three, 200 pounds, um, runs the 200 meters. Uh, and, and you look at his times and they're not times you would expect from a six foot three, 200 pound guy. And I think we saw him yesterday. You know, dropped an interception, but he was out covering running backs and receivers in the flats. Then he was in the box stuffing the run up the middle. He can do a lot. I think schools just wanted to see film this year. And once he does, he is my prediction for 
the guy who's going to rise the most during this year. The guy we're sitting here talking about now mm. and who in November has the biggest gain of offers from September to November. He got 10 offers in the summer, and Jeff and I had him for about 15 tackles yesterday. So, wow. And this he was, was outstanding. He, he started the last two games of, of his sophomore year at, at safety, and then this was his first game starting at outside linebacker slash viper. And he looked just that sounds he looked like, amazing. That sounds like DeAndre Square over at yeah, Cast Tech, right, the yeah. size and the it's similar. What, what's he's very, actually bigger than Square. What's very impressive is he's all he already has the build of a college. Yeah. You know, he's a six he's a he's a six year old that's built like a twenty two year old. Right. It's he, he's already and I got hear that for him. Uh, four three eight four and four four oh, flat. Wow. <laughs> the summer, so he can absolutely run. You wow. just find guys like that. So I wouldn't that's be surprised if all the big boys don't. Uh, end up offering him here in the next, maybe even the next few weeks. All right, Alan, quickly, give out your Twitter handle. Uh, It's at Alan True, A-L-L-E-N-T-R-I-E-U. There you go. It's a must-follow. You'll hear him every week here, and you can also watch him on State Champ Sector Point tomorrow at 10 a.m. Thanks, Alan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. All right. We'll see you next week. Good to hear from you. We were also joined by Lawrence Tech football coach Jeff Duvendeck. For those of you who don't know, Lawrence Tech football is back for the first time in over 70 years, and the Blue Devils will be ready to compete in the fall of 2018. And Coach Duvendeck stopped by to talk to us about how the recruiting process is going and how uh, the Blue Devils are shaping up looking ahead to next year. Each week on the show, we want to talk LTU football just for a brief moment. So I believe I have... Jeff Duvendeck, the head coach at LTU, on the line. Jeff, what's up? Nothing much. How you doing, Lauren? I'm doing great, man. How you doing? Thanks for staying up late. <laughs> I'm doing excellent. I'm all doing right, excellent. so all right, so we're introducing ourselves to the people here, Jeff. You know, uh, I know we had you on on last year uh, talking about you know kind of the the real beginnings of starting a football program from scratch, but now you've got kids on campus. You've got what they call the first 45. Talk about uh, what this process has been like for you and the type of kids that you want to attract to LTU. Uh, the process has been been great um you know people around the area uh, very supportive very excited about uh us bringing football to college football to oakland county um we're able to bring in 45 kids this year uh you know the type of kids that we brought in were number one great academic fits for lawrence tech guys that wanted to be at lawrence tech and guys that had the vision and endurance to to come and build a program uh from scratch and not be able, you know, we're they're practicing for a year and won't play for a year, so uh, they needed that vision and be able to hold on to that for a full year before we actually get on field. So you have begun practice. You guys in the NIA are able to practice in pads. You're able to do full practice. Uh, you know, talk. You've got your coaching staff assembled. Um, just kind of talk about uh, the process right now and what's the next step for you guys and what you want recruits to know listening around the state. Well, uh, we're doing two two processes right now. We're developing the first 45. Um, we're spending a lot of time with them on the field in the weight room. Um, and in the classroom, developing leadership skills and things like that. Second part, or the second process, is uh, finding 2018, 2019, 2020 uh, recruits. You know, and we're getting out in the in the area. Yesterday, we had coaches at the Battle at the Big House. We had coaches at the Zenith Prep Kickoff Classic. We had coaches up at um, Vehicle City Gridiron Classic. So um, we're out in the area we're 
hunting down kids that are great fits and uh, great athletes. Yeah, it's an incredible opportunity for uh, a lot of kids out there to be able to continue their football career. And I know that uh, of the first lot of recruits that you have now that are, are enrolled, uh, you've got a lot that are uh, out of state. You know, you you come from a background of, uh, in, in fact, why don't you just share quickly your background, your connection uh, to the state of Michigan and your coaching experience, just so people can be reminded. Okay. Yeah, I grew up in, uh, in Flushing, just outside of Flint. Went to Central Michigan, played there, played under Mike DeBoard and Butch Jones, um, and then uh, went on from there, coached at Tiffin, Grand Valley, Michigan Tech, Northern Michigan, and Michigan State, and then most recently was out in Missouri as a head coach. Um, so I have a lot of ties in Michigan, and uh, it's great to be back in the state and um, kind of reaching out to those guys to help me in the recruiting process. And so from what I understand, you have games that will be taking place in the fall. This will not be NAIA league action. And when I say the fall, I mean the fall of 2018. So you've got a year uh, to get these guys ready to go. Um, you know, kind of talk about, uh, you know, for students coming in, uh, is that going to be a red shirt year? How are you going to work that in terms of uh, how they uh, qualify? So our first 45 will be considered what most people refer to as a red shirt year. Um, they'll still have four seasons of competition left. Um, so, you know, they'll be able to play through the 2021 season. Um, 2018, like you mentioned, will be an independent season. We have some NAI schools, I believe four on our schedule. Um, we have some D2 schools, a couple club teams, and a D3 team. Um, so we'll be playing kind of the gamut, you know, uh, range there and, um, little bit of travel but some some big home games and the the biggest one is the first one in 70 years uh september 1st of 2018 uh love to have everyone out there hey coach uh, this is scott bernstein um i'm just wondering how's the uh recruiting doing in metro detroit it's it's been phenomenal um you know i was just telling some of our guys today uh, actually one of my fullbacks asked me today you know how many guys we've offered for 2018 season and i told him and um you know it's just like we're so far ahead of where I've been as a head coach in my head coaching career uh, on the upcoming class. And, you know, part of that was that we didn't have to focus on uh, spring ball or anything last spring, but uh, also just how, how open and, and excited the coaches of uh, the Metro area have been, you know, and getting their kids to us and, and promoting their kids and helping them through the recruiting process. So that's been a big help as well. So the response from the coaches you talked to in Metro Detroit, they're, they're excited about this new program that's coming on uh, the Lodge Freeway? Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. Um, I think, you know, obviously any high school coach is invested in their players and, sure. uh, you know, chance to keep them close to home so that they can keep an eye on them throughout their college career too. I think that excites them as well, you know, so – when they can play on a Friday night and then come over and check us out on a Saturday afternoon, um, you know, with a 10, 15, 20 minute drive. I think a lot of those uh, high school coaches are excited about that with their players. I don't say this lightly and I'm, I'm making a recommendation to all of the Metro Detroit high school football coaches. This is such a great opportunity for a kid to be able to go to an excellent school, be close to home, be part of something new and fresh and, and exciting. I recommend that all of these high school coaches in Metro Detroit sit down at the start of every year, look at your roster and tab 
five to 10 guys, take them into your office and say, I really think you should consider LTU because I think you, you still need help getting the word out. And I think coaches that embrace it, coaches that, that pitch it and, and, uh, and really encourage their, their players to think about this as an option would, would really help grow the program. And I think it's in everyone's best interest across Metro Detroit to embrace this program and try to, uh, if, you're, if you're ahead of a, a varsity football program in this area, try to feed it with, with talent. Yeah, and remember, this is a statewide show. So coaches across the state, uh, that news goes just, to you. As, I'm I just know, speaking I know. to my contemporaries in Metro Detroit. But well, he's already obviously getting, I'm talking right. to the rest there, of the state. There, as are well. still, there are several several players from the state of Michigan already uh, on uh, this LTU roster, including those of you who remember uh, Tyler Kolka was the quarterback at Chippewa Valley a yep. few years back. Uh, it's a it's a it's a lineup of freshmen right now. Coach, last question here before we let you go. Uh, by the time you get to 2018, fall 2018, your roster's 45 now. What do you want your roster to be out number-wise? I think we'll probably be around 85 to 90. Um, I think that's a good number for us to get through that first season. You know, when we're fully up and going in the Mid-States Football Association, it'll be around one, 105, 110. Um, but I don't want to bring in that full next 70 next year. So uh, we'll bring in another 40 and then uh, and then fill in from there. So there you go. 40 slots open. Players, you want to play college football, time to respond now. Go to BlueDevilAthletics.com. Recruit yourself. Reach out to the coaches. Tell them you're interested in playing college football, and these guys will give you a look. Hey, Coach, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks a lot, Lauren. All right, Jeff. We'll see you then. And lastly, this is the 10th year of the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Award. Lauren, Tom, Scott, and myself broke down a couple of the top 10 candidates for this year's award. Utica Eisenhower's Max Whitwer and Davison's Tariq Reed. All right, guys, final segment of the State Champ Scoreboard for Week 1. Thank you so much for being here. The Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Contest is 10 years old. It's hard to believe we've done this for a decade, and uh, we'll be choosing our 10th champion this year. We think we're going to have one of the tightest competitions uh, all season long. Now, what you need to understand about the Hungry Howie's Mr. Football Contest is that it is the one major award in the state of Michigan where you have a say. Your vote actually counts in keeping guys in the competition and ultimately the online winner will have an automatic place in our final four and a 20% advantage over everyone else to win. We have criteria that we use to select our Mr. Football champion. We weigh it on these categories. 30% goes to performance throughout the season. 20% goes on the level of competition these guys play. 20% to the online vote. That's your vote. 15% to big game performances. 10% comes down to team success. And 5% uh, goes to if you are a highly recruited athlete. That's the criteria we use when we are selecting our Mr. Football candidates and eventual the champion. Here are the top 10 candidates we have right now that you can vote on at statechampsnetwork.com. The quarterback from Lowell, David Cruz. The running back from UD Jesuit, Elijah Collins. The quarterback from Rockford, Jason Whitaker. The quarterback, wide receiver, just athlete from Gibraltar Carlson, Jalen Franklin. The quarterback from Fenton, Josh Sarnata. The quarterback from Muskegon, Ladarius Jefferson. The quarterback from Utica Eisenhower, Max Whitwer. The tight end defensive end from Traverse City West, Ryan Hayes. The running back who had a big game last night 
for Davison, Tariq Reed, and uh, Dearborn Divine Childs quarterback Theo Day also had a big game uh, tonight. So th- those are our fr- yes. People should know that this is a fluid list too. We yes, we're, 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 it's not rock solid. I mean, we're, we're moving guys in and out of it on a weekly basis. Yeah, no and I think all of us are thinking of those other players yeah. that are having you know great seasons. And should we move them in? Should and if that's the case, who do you move out? Right. This was a, and top, we have this was a, a tough ne- top ten. To it come is, up with. and we have right. a next five, which you can see on our website. You see the next guys who are kind of in line right now, and that can uh, change. And and absolutely, that can change. Now we we uh, turned this list o- uh, list over a week ago, and we did our high school football preview show uh, on Fox Sports Detroit. So we've already got kind of uh, the competition going. We've already got people weighing in, and uh, currently right now, uh, it's Max Whitwer. Man from Utica Eisenhower, who's leading the way with 2,107 votes as we speak. And uh, tell you what, Max Whitwer really uh, blew up last year. Man, and, did he have an and, out. and again, we talk about a team that was a hair's breadth from beating Cass Tech. Right. And this was in the semifinals uh, last year. And uh, Utica Eisenhower was right there till the end. Super, was, Superman made the catch. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But Whitwer was just a savage in the stat sheet. I mean, uh, over 3,000 uh, combined yards from oh. scrimmage. Uh, threw for over 2,000, I and believe, ran for over 1,000. Right, he's the focus of that team. And, you know, he's a three-year starter. He's a big kid. He's going to run the ball. He's going to throw the ball. They're missing the tailback back from last year. And right away, Oak Park tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Should be exciting. He's, he's going to have a, a pretty good defense to go up against, especially in the secondary. They have uh, two Division One uh, bound players at cornerback, Enzo Jennings, who's only a sophomore, and Robert Daniel, who's a senior. The thing that I like most about Max Whitworth is, is, is it goes beyond what he does on the stat sheet. He's just a he's just a winner. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you, he stepped in during the middle of his sophomore year. The only game he lost that year was in the playoffs, and then last year, you know, like like they were, they were undefeated. They were the best they, team in Macomb yeah. County. Yeah, they were the best team in Macomb County. Arguably the best team in the state. Yeah, I'm just moments I saw away that from game against Cass. They had them. Yeah. They had them. They had and them. then Superman made yeah, that he catch. Did. Donovan that, Peoples Jones. Jeez, you know, yes. I mean, talking to Chris Smith after the game, what, what are you going to do? Cass Tech was uh, living on a prayer in that playoffs until no the doubt. state championship. Yeah. But, yeah, he, he just finds ways they to win, and I think he, he's really kind of created, like, this buzz around him. He's got I know he's got an Eastern Michigan offer, and I think more offers are going to come as the Western season. Kentucky. The other, side Kentucky, of that, yeah. the, okay. the other side of that is Ladarius Jefferson, who wasn't a full-time starter last year, right. still combined for over 1,500 yards, still scored, I believe, over 20 touchdowns as a playing spot duty. That's now right. this is his first year. He's committed to Central Florida. Uh, he's he, going to graduate early. He's going to graduate early and enroll in January. 4.0 a lot more 4.0 now. GPA. Yeah, and he is, uh, you know, he he's he is a, a dynamic beast. dual threat. And this is his first year uh, as a full time starter, which speaks to the um, how locked and loaded that Muskegon program is on a, on a, a year in year out, year in year out basis. Yep. Tom, talk about Tariq Reed. Well, I had a chance to see him last year, and I did not see him last night, but I heard he played extremely well in that second half against South You can South watch Hill. the highlights tomorrow at 10 a.m. Um, he's Fox he's a back that's a power back that does have breakaway speed for this level. And that's, when I say this level, it's his speed that is concerning to the to the, the bigger schools that are recruiting him. Right. And I mean, he runs like a 4-6, four, 4-6-5, four, four, which at this level, you bust through the line of scrimmage, you're into the secondary. Sometimes numbers lie, though. I mean, this kid's got such a big heart. They call football speed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, I know. I know. I've heard it. I've talked to some of the scouts about it, about his lack of, you know, a, a home threat breaking or a home run threat breaking through the line. Mm-hmm. But when you watch this kid play, I mean, Jeff just called uh, Max Whitworth, you know, the definition of a winner. And, and Tariq Reed falls under that same category. Right. He is just a workhorse out there. Uh, giving it 150% every play, it, very difficult to bring down. The type of uh, running back who's, whose legs are just churning and churning and churning. Last night he had 128 uh, yards, 128 yeah. yards, right. four touchdowns, right. the game-winning two-point conversion. The t- uh, I believe he had the two-point conversion to take it at the force uh, force overtime, 34-34, and uh, he, he just a, a beast. He had a little bit of a slow start in the first half. Southfield A&T had him bottled up a little bit, but he really broke broke free in the second half and in the overtime session. He really kind of in my opinion, kind of reestablished himself as being a, a front runner for the, for the Mr. Football Award. Well, I would, I would say he's last top year. five, um, and I, because it's early. Right. And, but we did say before the show that Southfield A&T might be the best team Davidson's played exactly. the last two years. Yes. And for him barometer. to have that type of they game. Were down, and Davidson was down 28-12 or right. 26-12, 26-12 in the fourth quarter. And he scored the game-winning touchdowns. Yeah. Game, well, see, big game, game performance. Big game performance. There it is. All yes. right, guys.